Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to this Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with Seamus Flynn, uh, one of the founders of Sapphire Eyewear. So, good morning, Seamus. How are you doing? Good morning, Ronan. Thanks for having me. No problem. So, first of all, tell me a bit about your background so we know... Uh, where, where you came from, etc. Yeah, so I'm a um, an optician and a pharmacist. Um, so I suppose I've had no experience or background in terms of um, e-commerce um, or digital marketing. Um, it's more of a healthcare background, um, but that obviously uh, sparked my interest in in selling the glasses online. Um, so I suppose the online thing is something that I've had to learn and pick up over the last uh, year or so. And I guess that must have been a challenge doing that. It was, it was, because like, uh, I mean, it was literally completely new to me, like, uh, no, no experience with it whatsoever. So, um, I mean, I really enjoy it though, like, so like, I, I enjoy kind of doing a bit of self-learning and did some kind of evening courses in digital marketing and things like that, you know, so it's, um, yeah, I, I like learning new skills, like, and um, it's something I, I, I took to quite easily. Well, I guess doing the course is great, because if you didn't do the course, you would have found it harder to actually do what you're doing. Exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah, you, you pick up a lot on the courses, but I mean, there's nothing like actually um, putting it into practice then. I think you, you, you learn even more um, w- w- when you're putting it into practice, but it's great to have the, the, the basics um, in the course, you know, to, uh, to give you that uh, head start on it. Yeah. Now, again, back to uh, your business, what does software actually do? Okay, so um, we sell um, glasses that block out harmful blue light from digital screens. Yeah. Uh, and we also uh, sell photochromatic lenses so that they block out the blue light from the screens when you're indoors and they react to UV when you're outdoors then and uh, turn into sunglasses. So there's, there's that protection from both the UV and from the, from the blue light. Interesting. And uh, how did the idea come about? Yeah, so um, as I say, I'm a, I'm a pharmacist, um, so I would, uh, obviously in the course of my work, spend a lot of time looking at computer screens all day, basically. Um, and uh, my wife then is a, is a consultant uh, oncologist um, in CUH, so she would be doing a lot of cancer research on, on her computer as well. So between the two of us, we were kind of looking at computer screens all day, every day, and we were both um, kind of suffering from from the eye strain and, and the headaches and the kind of sleep issues that result from that, you know. So that kind of um, was was kind of the catalyst to um, to set up the business because there were there were blue light glasses on the market, but they weren't great quality. Um, so what we what we decided we wanted to do was to create a kind of luxury bla- a brand where people would would be proud to kind of wear the glasses, get the protection from the glasses, um, but uh, for it to be at an affordable price as well. And uh, I guess if somebody like myself has has basically worse normal normal glasses, could you get prescription yeah. lenses? Yes, uh, so we, we do both um, prescription and non prescription glasses. Um, so um, yeah, we can we can provide for both. And uh, obviously, with these lenders, you only order them from your website. Yeah, online at the moment. Um, so basically, where where we started off, basically just kind of selling in Ireland, but um, we've progressed to a stage now where we're we're selling globally. And uh, getting back to basically, uh, you said about the blue lights from computer screens. Has yeah. YouTube's computer tablets and mobile phones increased? Uh, 
the the issues of, of ice rain, etc. Oh, it certainly has, and I mean, even from um, from my working clinic, we've noticed a huge increase in the number of people that are present in the clinic with with digital ice rain, and obviously that's correlated. Um, uh, exactly with the with the increase in usage, especially over I think the last five years, five six years has been there's been a big increase. You know, so it's uh, it's all sorts of digital screens, really. Like it's it's everything from your smartphone to your laptop, your tablet, PC. They're all emitting that blue light, which is um you know ca- causing strain on the visual system. So yeah, there's been there's been a, a massive increase, and in particular during the lockdown, it's it, it's increased even more because obviously more and more people spending um, more time on the screens again than normal. Yeah, and uh, has this phenomenon recently, or has it been around for quite, has been noticed for quite a while, or is this recently discovered? No, it's recent enough. Um, obviously, the, the the digital eye strain has has been a, an issue so long as um, the the LCD digital screens have been around. But um, I mean, it, it's in particularly over the last five or six years, um, there's been more and more research into trying to block out that blue light. Um, and there's you know there's there's research around. Um, how it's affecting sleep uh, as well, you know, because it's the, the blue light can reduce the production of melatonin, which is a sleep hormone, and it's it's the reason why people often have disrupted sleep cycles, um, especially if they're looking at their phones, we'll say in the last hour before um, going to bed. Yeah, because I, I at times I've 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 a habit of looking at my emails before going to bed on my phone and just quickly looking at that, and that's probably not a good thing to do. No, no, and uh, it's it's kind of. I think that's just directly related to that um, uh, reduction in the production of the melatonin. Um, it can have a big effect. It, I think it affects some people more than others. But um, I mean, from myself and my wife in particular, like we definitely noticed that um, once we started blocking out that, that that blue light, that our sleep cycles were much more regulated afterwards. And also, if you got your phone nearby you and say you have it charging overnight, could that affect you as well? Um, not, not really, um, because I think the, the the blue light literally has to be entering straight into your eyes for you to have that effect. You know, so yeah. if it was in the room, as long as you're not directly looking at it, um, you should be okay. That's good to know because enough people at, at home might be doing that, might charge the phone at nighttime. So it's good to know that it's not going to really affect their sleeping patterns that that much. Yeah, yeah, and it, it it's, it's a query I've actually gotten a few times, you know. So it's, it's definitely something that people were concerned about. Talking about that uh, blue screen, is that kind of similar to what uh, Bono has when he he has an eye strain? He has to wear glasses because certain lights affect his eyes. Yeah, um, I think I think he's actually come out recently enough to say that he, that he was suffering from glaucoma, so that can um, just cause the eyes to be a little bit more sensitive to light. Yeah, um, and I think that's why he wears the. Um, the kind of colour glass like that. So yeah, he would he would certainly benefit from an, an anti blue light there because it's the the high uh, energy wavelength of the blue light that causes a kind of a strain on the visual system there. So obviously, if your eyes are more sensitive to the light like like he is, he would um, he would certainly benefit from it. Yeah, because for me, when I, when I first saw him wearing them, I thought basically it was a it was a basically a vanity vanity project. But now when I'm hearing about it about how it affected his eyes. Is it, and, it, and and as a glass to wear myself, I kind of take it more seriously now. Yeah, I mean, because uh, I think most people did think it was just a kind of a style or a pop star um, thing that he was doing there because, I mean, he didn't talk about it, you know, so you kind of just assumed that. And, and, and obviously sales of the glasses with those type of um, shades skyrocketed also. But um, I think it's just more recently he's, co- he's come out to, to say that it actually was an eye condition and he finds it useful um, 
for that sensitivity issue. Because sometimes you get rock stars, you just wear sunglasses or glasses like that, so you can hide their eyes, and then people will notice them, but they won't talk to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you definitely get that aspect of it as well. But um, um, I think, you see, the thing with, with, with those glasses that some people find that some shades of, um, of colour um, on the lenses uh, protect uh, the eyes a little bit better than others, you know, in terms of the sensitivity. And, and sometimes it's a little bit of a trial and error um, to see which one works best for you. Yeah. I guess, basically, how long have you been actually doing this Sapphire eyewear? Is it very, fairly recent? Yeah, well, we just started off October last year, so we're not um, we're not even a full year trading yet. But um, I mean, it's it's exceeded our expectations so far. Um, um, it's it's something that um, we kind of said we we'd give it a go and see how we got on. Um, but you know, it's um, especially I think during the during the lockdown period, really the sales have um, have have shot through the roof. I, I think obviously just because there's more and more people being kind of stuck indoors and they're. They're, they're spending so much more time on the screens and, and because of that they're kind of noticing the, the strains and the side effects of that a lot more than they, than they might otherwise have. Because normally if you're in a normal office day, when you have a meeting you'll be face to face. Now it's actually via Zoom, Google Hangout or Skype or other things. Which isn't good for that, that's, that's it. There's more and more that happening. And also I, I kind of feel that... Um, even after this is all over, I think that there's going to be much more of that happening anyway because I think some companies are seeing that they're able to, um, to get by quite productively um, by having these um, meetings over Zoom without being kind of face-to-face. So I think that's going to be potentially a kind of a, a long-lasting side effect from all of this. Yeah, I, I think that I've heard companies tell me that they're looking at maybe long-term-wise having their staff work from home three days a week and come and yeah. do work twice a week. And even with that, it's still going to be involving a lot more retail of your computers than, than normally because you're always going to have meetings. So yeah. anything that can protect your eyes and your health has got to be a good thing in this day and age. Oh, I think I think so because obviously I, 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 we're hearing the same too that, um, that that there's going to be kind of more and more of that. And obviously, you know, if you're meeting in a, in a uh, in an office, you're going to be face to face. You might have a computer screen there, but it's not going to be exclusively through the computer. You know, so um, I think I think that the strain, unfortunately, is going to be um, kind of more and more of an issue. But I suppose at least there is a, a solution there to um, to solve it. Because at the moment, the big two issues are going to be eye strain and probably Zoom fatigue. So, yeah, 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 and I think they're 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 going to go hand in hand. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I I definitely think so. Because last month I interviewed a girl on a podcast, a woman podcast about about fatigue. I didn't know it really existed. Tell me what it was and how you how you can how you can manage it. I'm thinking, wow, I didn't know it, it really existed. And then when I'm looking at what you guys do, something you might be think of, but because we're using computers a lot more now, it's more relevant and comes to the fore. Yeah, certainly, um, and I think it's it's mainly because um, there's been a kind of a big increase in terms of computer screen in the use of um, LCD screens, yeah. and and that's augmented the issue even more because uh, you're getting those higher energy wavelengths um, from these screens than you would have otherwise, you know, um, and that's just causing that stress on the visual system that people just aren't able for. I mean, short short bursts are okay, but I mean the people are spending um, so much longer now. We we did um, a study recently um, where we found that on average people were spending three and a half um, hours a day on their smartphone alone. Yeah. And they're actually accessing the phone 55 times, separate times during the day. Um, 
and that was literally just smartphones alone. That's not taking into account your PC or your yeah. laptop uh, or your tablets. You know, so it's um, you know the, the the research is fairly clear that it's it's definitely increasing more and more. It gets scary when I'm looking at my phone, and once a week I'm getting the. It tells me the screen time I've actually looked at it, and it, and it might yeah. say you've you've increased it by ten percent to like twelve hours over the week, and I'm going what. Yeah, I know, and it um, you know it surprises most people when they actually see the figure. You know, you kind of if you were to if someone was to ask you and you didn't have the figure in front of you, you, you would generally guess that you've you've spent less time than you actually have. Yeah, and the worst thing for me is that when you get a smartphone, you're more inclined to look at that to receive emails, and then if, if it's important enough, you're then going to go and go onto your laptop and turn computer and turn it on. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 and, that, and that's one of the kind of tips that we have as well. Like, uh, we kind of we have a few tips to kind of help people with the strain of, aside from just um, just wearing the glasses, you know. Uh, and and that's one of the big things is to um, you know to um, to kind of put your phone away, kind of when you're working, and, and to turn off those notifications because I mean, people are working away, and when they hear those notifications popping, it's it, it's the kind of a natural instinct just to pick up the phone again, you know. Um, yeah. And I suppose just idea is to try and try and give your eyes that bit of a break and um, uh, spend as least uh, at least amount of time as possible on them. And what about a smartwatch? Do they cause the same problems as well? Yeah. So basically, yeah, the the um, smartphone has a much smaller surface area, and that matters a lot because obviously the bigger the surface area, there the more exposure you're going to get yeah. to the blue light. So um, it certainly has an effect because it's st- you're still getting exposure to blue light, but not as much. Yeah, because I've got a, I've got a smartwatch and and it, all the time it's giving notifications from my yeah. phone onto that. So I'm just wondering because you said notifications on your on on, on your uh, your phone, but if I get on my watch, I'm wondering how if it's just as bad or not as bad or how it was. But now you said it's not as bad as as a as a as a phone, but it's still kind of long term use wise, it's not great either. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I mean, it's all just adding to that to that blue light exposure, you know. Yeah, and it's and. Uh, it's strange that whenever we introduce new technology, it looks great for a while, and then suddenly we find out it's got side effects that we didn't weren't expecting. Yeah, yeah, I know. It seems to be the same with with all new types of technology, and you don't kind of know about it straight away. It's always kind of um, when it's been around for a little bit while that these kind of things pop up. But um, I mean, I suppose the, the the main thing about it is that it can be um, it can be dealt with, you know. Yeah, I can see in America some some law firm. Have you been affected by blue light? Have we used this brand of computers, etc.? We can help you, uh, help you, help you win some money. That's what kind of worries me as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, that's a typical, typical kind of American um, thing as well. That they're always looking at the, 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 the legal aspects of these things. But yeah. I mean, it does just goes to show, I suppose, that it is something that's affecting people. You know. Yeah. Tell me more about how you donate a pair of glasses when some when somebody buys a pair of glasses that you sell. Yeah, so um, I suppose that stemmed from um, a trip that myself and my wife had in Zambia um, a number of years ago. Uh, we were kind of uh, shocked to discover that there was a big issue in terms of just getting access to eyewear and yeah. even getting access to basic eye exams. Um, so it's a, it's a population of 17 million and there's only, I think it was 48 qualified opticians in the whole country. Yeah. So that's, I think that's what's... Um, causing the um, access issues. So basically we decided that um, we'd like to kind of give back and help in countries like that. So for every pair of glasses that we sell, we'll donate a pair of glasses as well to uh, kind of people in need of eyewear in developing countries like Zambia. Yeah. 
that that's a very uh, noble gesture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a great feeling to be able to give back like that, um, and it's kind of something that we said when we were over there at the time. If we ever did set up a company like that, that we that that would be our goal. And I guess also, I mean, when someone buys a pair of glasses, <coughs> they feel happy that they're donating to something else as well, in, in, indirectly. Yes, yes. I mean, I mean, I think that helps too. It's a kind of a side effect of the thing that I mean, um, people do like to give back to, and I think people are thinking more and more along that these days and uh, kind of corporate responsibility like that is coming a, uh, a more important issue. Yeah, and again, back to your glasses, how much do they actually do they cost? So um, there are 55 euros um, for the non-prescription glasses. Yeah. Um, and they're 99 euros for the photochromatic glasses. So they're the glasses that would be the blue light when you're indoors and they turn into sunglasses outdoors. Yeah. And then we do 130 for the prescription blue light glasses. And can you get them in a very, very thinned-out glass as well? Because my glasses are going to be thinned-out, they're going to be like bottle tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get high-index lenses then that like, um, will, will thin the lenses down based on um, how big the prescription is, yeah. just to make them look a bit more cosmetically appealing, and that makes them a bit lighter as well. And uh, you obviously, you can get different designs as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of where my wife comes in because um, she'd be very creative, uh, and and good in terms of design, so she kind of designed the range based on the kind of latest fashions um, that are around at the moment. You know, so we have a kind of a good array of different styles, different shapes, different colours, and um, you know they seem to be going down quite well. Yeah, and I guess if you if you're buying the ones that can actually work as sunglasses too, you're gonna make sure the design looks looks fresh and and uh, and interesting and not not stale and boring. Oh, that's it. That's it. And I suppose that's a big thing, really, especially with the kind of the, the the kind of Instagram generation, too, you know, that they always want to be kind of wearing the latest fashion, you know? Yeah. So it's something that we're constantly keeping an eye on, that we're kind of keeping up with the latest trends. So I guess year on year, you'll you'll introduce new new uh, designs and new ways of wearing them as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're always constantly looking to be kind of innovative that way. So we're looking at both the kind of technology and the lenses so that we have the kind of high performance optics in terms of the lenses but also that it's kind of um first of all i suppose good quality in terms of the frames a good sturdy bin, but also that the kind of we're keeping up to date with the with the kind of latest trends because yeah, i can imagine that a year and year as these are developed in five years time the technology used in lenses then won't be the same as the ones you use in the moment it'll have advanced so much Oh, I know that technology is constantly advancing. So even in terms of the photochromatic lenses, um, I mean, they're, when they, from when they came out first to now, they're, they're changing over much quicker uh, into the sunglasses tint than they would have originally. And, um, you know, they're more reactive to the UV so that, I mean, if it's full sun out with no cloud cover, they'll turn into full sunglasses. Whereas if there's a bit of cloud cover there, they'll only tint slightly. And also, I mean, the technology is improving, improving all the time. Yeah, because remember years ago, my father got a pair of sunglasses, <coughs> or glasses that could actually darken and lighten according to where he is. So if he's out somewhere yeah. where it's very sunny, they suddenly lighten and all that. And they suddenly darken, sorry. And that's been great. But what you're offering is probably more advanced than that. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was probably maybe the the, the first generation of, of of those lenses. And one of the issues with them as well is that once when when you came indoors, um, they wouldn't very quickly turn back to clear glass. Yeah. So, um, you know, they would continue to be sunglasses when you're indoors, and people obviously didn't like that. But um, yeah, we have the latest technology in there now, so we have like 
silver halide molecules are actually embedded into the lens itself. Yeah. Um, and that's why we get such good reactivity to the UV from the, um, from the lenses. Now, the moment we're living with, you know, going through a COVID-19 uh, world, has COVID-19 affected you in any way at all or the business? Um, it kind of, we've had upsides and downsides to it really. Um, I suppose the downside is that um, there was uh, issues from the supply chain um, due to the kind of restrictions on the international travel and um, so just in terms of the delivery of the goods. Um, so we had to actually just go into pre-sales um, when, we, when we sold out of stock for a period of time. But um, I mean, even the pre-sales just, just started booming for us because on the plus side of it, obviously, with the lockdowns in different countries, people were spending much more time on the computers, you know. So um, I think overall it's been a net positive there because, um, you know, um, it's, it's, had a, it's had a massive spike in sales because of it as well. Yeah, I suppose when when we're tend to working from home, we tend to spend more time on a computer looking at other things rather than work related. So I guess that helped you guys and said people have more time to actually research these things. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I suppose especially when when we were kind of waiting on the uh, on the stock to come in, um, it certainly uh, freed up more time for that. But I mean, I I suppose we kind of used it as a positive. So. We just, we just kind of, as you say, like did more, more research on things and even to spend more time kind of learning in terms of the digital marketing and things like that, you know. So there was kind of no sitting around waiting, waiting for stock. We were kind of using that time wisely um, to kind of drive the business forward. Because I guess when, you, when you're waiting for stock to come in, there's no harm in brushing up your skills. And sometimes when you have a product and it, and it, it, it says it's sold and available, people want to buy it more because they've seen it as exclusivity because of that. Yeah, yeah, this I suppose, and, and and it's a tactic I suppose that some some e-commerce store use at times um, to kind of um, increase the demand for it. But I mean, I suppose in our case, it was actually um, uh, it was a true kind of shortage there. So uh, yeah, I suppose it does. It it helps in a way too um, with that effect. But I can't see somebody opening stage. You know, we're running out of supplies at the moment. They're waiting for supplies from 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 our uh, our supplier. So by just having the same sold out, not saying anything more, people think. This must be good. Everyone's buying it. I have to get a pair. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that, that, that's certainly, uh, I think, a, a kind of a side effect of the whole thing as well. Um, and I suppose it was it, it was borne out by the by the pre-order sales because I uh, I think we kind of we, we were a bit dubious about it at the start though in in terms of putting stuff on pre-order we thought that people wouldn't want to buy them until they knew that we we, we definitely had them in stock um, in case that kind of delivery time was pushed out a bit but I mean it didn't stop people at all it just the the, the, the sales kind of started rolling in you know yeah and you said you've also uh, got sales in other markets where would that be America or the UK for example. Yeah, we. I mean, we've we've had we've had sales in in, in forty different countries, um, in total. Now some of them are obviously just kind of one-off sales, but um, obviously Ireland and the UK are, are the biggest ones. But we started to kind of to break into the the US and Canada, um, and uh, even Australia, New Zealand as well. Um, but yeah, like we're we're looking to to kind of expand globally now, and there's definitely the demand there. And when you mention one-off sales, to me, one-off sales, somebody buys it for themselves. But obviously, they're going to tell their friends where they bought it. That will get you more sales as well. Oh yeah, I mean, I think certainly word of mouth is uh, has has been great for us. You know, um, also I think Instagram has kind of worked very well in that um, in that case too. And just I suppose social media in general, where people are taking photographs of them wearing the glasses, and then people are liking and sharing and commenting. You know, 
um, and you get that kind of viral effect from that, you know, which has certainly played a big part in our expansion, I think. Yeah, because 20 years ago, if you're selling online, there was no way you could promote the property. You couldn't do social media. It didn't exist then. At least now yeah. you've got that, which is a great boon, and the fact that it's free as well, even better. Yeah, I suppose that's the, the digital media now is, is kind of your, your, your digital version of word of mouth, you know. Um, and I think the, the things just kind of tend to, 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 to take off and, and go viral, um, you know, quite quickly these days, which, which is certainly a help. Yeah, and then before we finish, can you tell me a bit more about where we can go and find your, uh, your, your, your glasses? Yeah, so um, our uh, e-commerce store, the, the, the um, website address there is um, it's www.sapphireeyewear.com. Yeah. And you can find um, our full range of the, the blue light and the photochromatic glasses there. And before we finish, is there anything else you want to add to the podcast or you think you said enough? Um, I know, I, I suppose we, I, we probably covered a lot there. What, what do you think? I think so, but just making sure you wouldn't add anything else. Um, the only other thing I was going to maybe talk about was just the, you know, obviously it being a tech um, show, maybe just the, the technology in the blue light lens, yeah. how they work, maybe. That'll be, yeah, yeah, please do, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Yeah, 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 so so basically um, the way the lenses work is that um, the lenses both have filtered layers, um, both embedded in the lens and on the outside that both block and reflect the blue light. Yeah. So... It's the combination of blocking and affecting, as uh, I reflecting the light um, that gives the beneficial effect. Now, you don't want to fully block out the blue light altogether because blue light has certain uh, physiological um, advantages too. Yeah. But you're blocking out enough of it just to reduce the harmful effects of it, yeah. and just keeping enough there to, to obviously have the those psycho- uh, physiological benefits also. Yeah. I guess it's like basically when you try to block a UV light, you block enough of it that it doesn't that doesn't affect you, but you have enough going into yeah. it as well. So kind of like yeah, that, that's good to know. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the perfect analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, perfect. Thanks for that, Seamus. Uh, have a great day and good good luck with uh with the products and. Uh, oh, ho- brilliant, you- Ronan. And listen, thank thank you so much too. I really appreciate um given the um the opportunity to kind of get uh, get the word out there too. It's uh, very beneficial. No problem. Bye. Thanks so much for that. Thanks. Thanks, Rowan. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.